We're in the thick of a dangerous heat wave. The request from ERCOT and how the heat is sending first responders to the hospital. And the president's son is facing criminal charges. The details of the plea deal and how Republicans are now responding. Plus, a woman facing sentencing for the 2018 murder for hire case of an Austin business owner. What lies ahead for her and what the victim's wife had to say. But first, heat is top of mind today. Temperatures are sitting at 104 degrees with some of the hottest feels like temperatures on record. And it is so hot, both ERCOT and the Public Utility Commission of Texas are asking us to conserve energy until 8 this evening. ERCOT says this is a voluntary request. It is not under emergency operations, meaning only conserve if it's safe to do so. Safety comes first. Certainly comfort needs to be added into that. And for any of our medically vulnerable uh, customers, we want that to be at the forefront. Please make sure that you're staying safe with those temperatures. Um, but it is it absolutely needs to be something that is safe to do. And this is a look at ERCOT's supply and demand graph on its website. The blue you see is the demand at the given time of day, while the purple is the supply. And it really seems as if we're going to hit our peak demand around 6 tonight. And David, we know this extensive heat warning mm. really goes until tomorrow night, right? This has been a, our second day in a row of some of the hottest heat index values that we've ever recorded in mm. Austin. And that's right, we are far from done with this thing. Let me show you the excessive heat warning through 9 p.m. Wednesday. And it may even be extended beyond that. That, at least a heat advisory will. Heat index values at times in some areas have been approaching 120. Forget the heat index, look at the air temperature. It's 109. That's Phoenix hot. And summer hasn't even started yet in Marble Falls. The lake sure looks inviting, although it's pretty empty here from the River City Grill Highland Furniture Camera. Temperatures at 109 in nearby Llano and Mason, 104 in Austin. You factor in the humidity, though, and the heat index is dangerous. It feels like 116 in the shade right now in Austin. Some heat indices at 117 from San Marcos through parts of the Hill Country. Coming up, though, a little bit of relief. We're tracking storms that are more likely tomorrow. I'll show you the hour-by-hour -hour timeline and how much rain many of us could see. First, though, nobody should be staying outdoors in this heat, but some folks don't really have an option, and that includes firefighters. Today, six people are displaced due to a fire at a group home. An Austin firefighter and one other person had to be transported due to heat exhaustion because of it. KXN's Nabil Ramadna breaks down what firefighters are doing to stay cool while responding to emergencies like that. When a call comes in, Firefighters like Matthew Villanueva gear up and head out. We take our job and our training very seriously. With temperatures well over 100 degrees, things can heat up quick, but that won't stop first responders. We all know the heat here is no joke, uh, especially when you put on this. It definitely is hot. It's, uh, it's uh, built up of three layers. You have a thermal layer, an inner liner, uh, and you have a moisture barrier. The Travis County Emergency Services District 12 chief says his crews take more breaks and hydrate. Our officers, you know, they, they notify us when they're ready to recycle and rehab. Um, and our officers keep very close tabs on the conditions of, of the fire and of their crew. They also have access to an air-conditioned rehab trailer on extra hot days. Well, a break is definitely needed um, every now and then, uh, for sure, because, you know, when the job's not done, we need to make sure that we're able to perform the best we possibly can. And with more extreme heat forecasted in the future, firefighters say it could be a busy summer, especially with this grass starting to dry up. I do anticipate that the uh, upcoming months that we will have a, a rise in grass fires and brush fires. Villanueva says he's ready for anything. Those ACs, the rehab stations, the waters, I mean, it definitely goes such a long way. 
but there's only so much you can do to prepare. You can definitely feel the heat, you know, the closer you get to the fire. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Austin Police is also working to protect its officers. The department says it reminds officers to stay hydrated and wear sunscreen and reapply often, as well as knowing the signs of heat-related sickness and being prepared to act if someone is showing them. All right, David, thank you. Now to today's other top story. Following a five-year investigation, President Joe Biden's son is facing criminal charges in Delaware. According to court documents filed today, Hunter Biden has reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors over misdemeanor tax charges and a gun possession charge. And as Alice Barr reports, this comes as former President Trump gives a new explanation for not handing over classified documents. Criminal charges for Hunter Biden. After a five-year investigation, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney for Delaware has reached a plea deal with the president's son, in which he's expected to plead guilty to two federal misdemeanor counts of willfully failing to pay his taxes. He also faces a felony gun possession charge that's set to be dismissed if he meets certain conditions. The deal calls for no jail time, and Hunter Biden's lawyer told NBC News... My understanding is that we're done. Suggesting prosecutors did not find cause to charge Hunter Biden in connection with foreign business dealings or any other wrongdoing, though the U.S. Attorney's Office has not confirmed that. Republicans quick to criticize comparing the case to former President Trump's federal felony indictment. If you were the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Mr. Trump slamming the deal as a mere traffic ticket, calling the system broken. But legal analysts point to signs of political independence. The U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware is a Trump appointee holdover who exercised his own prosecutorial choices, exercised his own discretion. It comes as a federal judge in Florida set an August 14th trial date, though that's likely to change for the case involving former President Trump's handling of classified documents and alleged obstruction. In an interview with Fox News, the former president offering this explanation for not handing over the documents. Before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. Though that defied the government's repeated efforts, including a subpoena to get them back. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Today, a woman connected with a 2018 murder for hire plot pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit capital murder. Jacqueline Edison admitted to working with her husband, Nicholas Shaughnessy, who hired two men to kill his father, Ted. He owned Gallery Jewelers right here in Austin. And Ted was found dead in his home with multiple gunshot wounds. According to investigators, Edison and Shaughnessy wanted both his parents dead so they could collect a $2 million inheritance. His mother survived. She spoke in court today. You are a monster. You are evil. And everyone needs to know it. The judge sentenced Edison to deferred adjudication with 10 years probation and two days in the county jail every anniversary of the death. The special ruling means that if Edison follows those requirements, the conviction could be kept off her criminal record. Steve Britton, who represents Corey Shaughnessy, who you just heard from, says this kind of ruling is usually reserved for charges that aren't intentional crimes but are still guilty. This was plotted, planned, uh, kicked around, thought about for a long period of time while they were living under their roof.
Edison was the final defendant indicted in this case. Nichols and both of the men hired to kill the Shaughnessy's pleaded guilty to murder back in 2021. All three of them receiving a 35 year sentence. Those three won't be eligible for parole for almost 20 years. The search for the missing submersible with five people on board continues. Who they are and how much time is left before their oxygen runs out. And people who stay up late may be out for a good time, but a study shows it might not be for a long time. The risks that come now with being a night owl. Plus an influencer is interacting with thousands of subscribers through AI. How she's gaining popularity and making money, plus why experts believe this could help combat loneliness. Well, the founder and CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions is among the five crew members aboard the missing submersible in the Atlantic Ocean. Stockton Rush is head of the nonprofit organization that fuels underwater discoveries in marine science, history, and archaeology. Others aboard the missing sub reportedly include British billionaire Hamish Harding, as well as Pakistani businessman Shahazda Dawood and his son, as well as the French dive expert Paul Henry Narjolet. Now, the submersible went missing on Sunday after embarking on a mission to explore the Titanic wreckage. The search for it has been underway since. That vessel has about less than 40 hours worth of oxygen supply left. A new study shows people who are self-described night owls are more likely to die younger and have other health risks. Mortality risks increased by 21% for people who are evening types, but the reason may not be because of a lack of sleep. It's because on top of a lack of sleep, bringing down life expectancy, researchers with Chronobiology International say the higher mortality rate is likely because many of those are out at night drinking and smoking, and that causes people to die younger. A social media influencer turned herself into an AI clone, and experts say that it could spark a new wave of dating. 23-year-old Karen Marjorie joined forces with Forever Voices AI to interact and have thousands of audio conversations with her subscribers daily. For just $1 a minute, users can have phone calls with Karen AI asking it whatever they want. And in the first week of its launch, Karen made $72,000. Dating and relationships expert Bella Gandhi suspects now that this type of technology could be carving its own path Hello. while appealing Welcome to a to spectrum Voices. of people. As in I think people can develop mentally and visually relationships with AI devices or people. You know, her ethos is doing what I'm doing. I'm helping to cure loneliness. People want to talk to me. So why not let me talk to lots of them? and make a lot of money while doing it. Well, Karen has over 15,000 people on a waiting list to chat with the AI bot. Based on her subscription growth trajectory, she estimates she could bring in $5 million a month with Karen AI. Well, the property tax battle continues, the new plan that could bring the largest relief to Texans yet. The Texas Senate this afternoon announced the largest property tax relief package yet as the standoff between top Texas leaders continues. Now this new plan combines multiple tools aimed at lowering your tax bill for a total of $18 billion of the state's budget surplus. But an agreement is still a long way off. Our Capitol correspondent Ryan Chandler breaks down the latest. I want to thank the Texas House for bringing the Senate together. Senators back to the drawing board, <laughs> announcing Tuesday their largest property tax relief package but, yet. But enough's enough. 
or if you ask Dan Patrick, the largest tax cut in world history. Their latest plan keeps the Senate's commitment to a $100,000 homestead exemption, but adds in $400 million more to buy down school district taxes in a concession to Governor Abbott's top priority. To my colleagues in the House, it is a superior plan. It also doubles the business franchise tax exemption to just under $2.5 million exempting 67,000 more businesses. So we're saving businesses not only uh, money, but their time, as well as have a record amount of property tax relief now. The Texas House still empty, as leaders have avoided publicly negotiating with the Texas Senate. But today, House Speaker Dade Phelan announced a select committee to recommend ways to pass sustainable property tax relief. But with just one week left in the first special session. The taxpayers are waiting for their tax cut and the clock is ticking. And shortly after the Senate announced its plan, Governor Abbott's office signaled he still favors his own plan, saying the governor's goal is to, quote, put Texans on a pathway to eliminate their school maintenance and operation property taxes. And the best way to do that is to devote all property tax relief to cutting property tax rates. He encourages the two chambers to work towards a solution. Now, Lieutenant Governor Patrick reiterated that the governor agreed to sign whatever compromise the legislature sends him. Patrick said lawmakers have about six weeks to pass tax cut legislation. That's because the changes also require voter approval in a constitutional amendment uh, election in November. And there's an August 21st deadline to get this measure on that ballot. All right, turning now to weather, everyone is, well, you know, everyone really already knows what we can expect, <laughs> right? But it okay. might rain tomorrow. Yes, okay. okay. How Let's about that? And gosh, do we need it? It was 116 today in wow. Mason County. That's hotter than any temperature ever observed in the Austin area. Let me take you outside in Austin, where it's also a pretty remarkable 104. We tied the record high today, which has stood for nearly 100 years. 106 earlier, only one lone boat out there. No joggers or group exercise classes at Vic Mathias Shores or on the hike and bike trail. That 116 happened a little earlier on one of our LCRA thermometers on the Llano River just southeast of Mason. Absolutely unbelievable. It's 112 still at this hour in San Saba. In the Austin metro, looks like everybody is in the triple digits. An unreal 107 on the final day of spring, mind you, in Lakeway, east of I-35. We've got feels like temperatures approaching 115, 117. Air temperatures at or above 100 just about everywhere except for Weimar. Even more unbelievable it is 114 degrees right now in San Angelo. That, by a three-degree margin, is their hottest temperature ever observed. They've tied their hottest day ever of any month of any year in Del Rio. This heat wave is really remarkable, which is why ERCOT is issuing a voluntary conservation alert because everybody turning up their AC. Now, here's the little bit of relief which is coming our way briefly tomorrow. High pressure is still insulating most of us from any rain this evening, but it briefly contracts and shrinks away from us, opening the door to a little disturbance swinging in here, interacting with all that heat and humidity late tomorrow. Now, the severe weather threat has been expanded into our area, not as high as it is up in the panhandle, but a one out of five risk of a couple isolated severe storms with hail or wind damage during the evening tomorrow. Not much of this happens tonight. We are expecting dry weather area-wide this evening. Then, mostly cloudy skies to start your day tomorrow, but a really hot and sun-filled afternoon.
The changes don't come until a little bit later in the evening tomorrow. This new run of our high resolution model coming in at 5 p.m. still shows some isolated storms developing in the hill country as early as 5, 6, 7 o'clock, but then they become a little stronger and a little more widespread, possibly heading toward Austin a bit later in the evening. If you're heading out to the Austin FC game, which has ironically been pushed later to counteract the heat, that's actually a more likely time for some thunderstorms, so be sure to heed the official warnings if lightning threatens out there. May see a couple more storms coming in overnight uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. Hopefully some heavy downpours over an inch here or there. Most of us will see less than that, but we are quite hopeful that even the Austin Metro sees some storms late tomorrow. Out in the tropics, a little bit of action continuing today. We've got two systems that we're watching. One tropical storm, Brett. The other, a likelihood of developing into at least a tropical depression right behind it. Tropical storm, Brett, has 45 mile per hour winds. Now expected to stay below hurricane strength as it clips places like St. Lucia late tomorrow. It'll be a high-end tropical storm, but then may never become a hurricane because after day four this weekend, it may actually get ripped apart and cease to live in the Caribbean Sea. This could no longer be any threat to the U.S. We will keep you advised if anything changes. Tonight's forecast, near record warmth again. High humidity, 79 degrees. Tomorrow, unusual weather continues at 104, but scattered storms are more likely late. We're going with a 40% chance of rain on the first day of summer. Here we go. Rain chances fade gradually after that as temperatures go back up this weekend. The heat continues next week with a record tying 106 on Tuesday. Another case of West Nile pops up in Williamson County. The county leaders there saying they don't expect this to be the last. Well, within the last few weeks, two mosquitoes with West Nile virus have been found in Williamson County. And KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with health leaders who have some reminders on how to stay safe outdoors and neighbors who have changed their routine to avoid being bit. David and Carol Ann Perkins's backyard garden has been off limits thanks to a pesky neighbor. And I'm out here and it's like, I'm going in the house. Well, mosquitoes, there's no mosquitoes on me. But, uh, but then they'll show up. It's like she goes in and they go, now, now it's my turn. Uh -huh. They live near Geneva Park in Georgetown, where a mosquito with West Nile virus was found a few weeks ago. Since then, the Perkins have stepped up their outdoor defenses. We water, but we water in the morning, so and and we we dump all our standing water. We make sure there's no standing right. water. This past week, a second mosquito with West Nile was found in Gerald. Jason Fritz with the Williamson County and Cities Health District says more could be found this summer. Hey, West Nile is something that's endemic here in Texas. We know it's here. He recommends wearing bug spray and covering up while outdoors and says getting rid of standing water is even more crucial with the current triple digit heat. A lot of people are really liking the uh, disposable swimming pools. So making sure that after we're done using those that we're draining those. It's been really humid as well which are conditions that are really favorable for those mosquitoes that are uh, breeding in water sources. The park near the Perkins's home has been cleared now. The couple says they trust local health leaders to keep it that way. I think somebody must be doing a good job <laughs> to yes. keep them suppressed. In Georgetown, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And the latest mosquito found in Gerald was trapped at a community pool on Sentara Boulevard. The county and city's health district says signs have been posted warning people of that discovery. All right, coming up tonight on KXAN, we've got America's Got Talent at 7 o'clock, and then it's Hot Wheels at 9 o'clock before KXAN News at 10.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.